Welcome everyone to Seek Go Create. This is Tim Winders. This is a solo episode today and probably an exciting time depending on when you're listening to this. I looked at the schedule and this episode is scheduled to drop on July 4th when in the United States we're celebrating independence and freedom and people are probably having barbecues. They're hanging out at the lake. I doubt that many people are listening to the podcast episode while they're doing that. If you are, that's awesome. I'm excited that I'm celebrating the holiday with you. However, I do know we have people in other parts of the world that may not be as excited about the American Independence Day, specifically those of you that might be in the UK. We know that y'all do not celebrate it the same way that we do because we're the ones that rebelled and left. And anyway, we'll get into all of that here, but the topic today is freedom. And I was looking at the schedule and I said, boy, we've been doing some big words talking about the definition of things like love, faith, peace, leadership, wisdom. We've been talking about, you know, the financial aspect of money over these solo episodes that I've been doing during the course of this year in 2022. Why not tackle another big one here on the day that we celebrate independence here in the United States. Let's talk about the word freedom. And like I've done with some of the others I posted on our socials, I did it just a few days ago, so we haven't gotten a lot of responses, but I did say, what is freedom? And uh, let people know that they may be on the, uh, the podcast episode. And so I have some responses there, but I have seven, what I'm calling foundations of freedom that I'm going to talk about in just a moment, and uh, I don't think they're in order. I don't think they're like the seven definitive things about freedom, but they're, but they're things that I looked at over the last few days, and I was just making some notes, thinking about this, where I say, you know what, these are some things that are significant when it comes to the word freedom. And so I'll get to those in just a moment, and then I'm going to finish up with a short story that really got this topic started. I was reading in one of my morning newsletters just a few weeks ago, and I read something about someone who was, they just set the Guinness Book of World Records, world record for the person that had worked in one job for the longest period of time. And so that's going to be my exclamation point at the end of this episode that I'll get to shortly. But Let's get started. I want to first look at what some people responded to, what is freedom, when they, uh, when they got on, the, uh, so on social media. So, so let me kind of jump over to that. I'm kind of looking around here on my screen because I've got two or three windows open for those that might be watching in. And in fact, I'm going to go here and then go here so that I can then pull those up. The um, the thing that I love about it is that I did let people know, so I, I might have steered them in a direction. I told them that this may be included in a future podcast episode that would be releasing on July 4th. And so what typically that does, especially for folks that are in the American culture, is they kind of get a little bit rah-rah July 4th patriotic type thing. But uh, But I was pretty impressed that people didn't do that. I think I've got 11 or 12 comments here. And so I'm just going to read through some of these, and then, uh, and then we may comment on a few of those before we move forward. Uh, Mary Soulsby, when I said, what is freedom? In other words, freedom is blank. She said, never free. 
And so that's kind of an interesting, and, you know, I want to say this too, and I think Mary's answer might fall into this category, not me being critical of it, but like so many things, like other words we've studied, like love and faith and peace and leadership, it's so easy in the culture that we're in to give a kind of short, quick, um, maybe a, just a few word answer and I don't believe that any of these topics have that, I guess, that concise of a definition, but yet I'm asking for it. So I get the irony there that, that everything in our culture wants something short, quotable, tweetable, but yet when we ask the question and on this episode, I'm going to try to stretch this out to kind of make it a little more expansive than just something quick and easy. Having said all that, thank you though, Mary, for the short, brief answer. Freedom is never free. Cora, someone we went to Bible school with, good to see you, Cora. She said, freedom is life-changing. I would definitely agree with that. Mark Salazin, I love my banter with Mark on social media. Mark says, freedom is only achieved in peace, worldwide peace. And I think he's probably referencing some situations that are going on in other parts of the world right now. There's conflict over as we're recording this in the Ukraine. And, and anytime that there's situations like that, I think it causes many of us to ask the question, we may be experiencing what we call freedom, but what about people going on, people in other parts of the world? Uh, Diane Singleton Russell, she gave a nice long response here. And I think I'm just going to read through all of it. Because she divides it up into something, a few areas that we will look at in a little more detail in just a moment. She says, spiritual freedom is not living under condemnation, but in the arms of God's grace and love. Worldly freedom, so she separates out spiritual and worldly. Thanks for doing that because I do think there's a separation there. Worldly freedom is, be able, is being able to live life as one chooses without constraints or oppression up to the point where another person's rights and freedoms begin. At that point, your freedom becomes tyranny. In other words, when someone's freedom begins oppressing someone else. And we see that. We see that often in other parts of the world. Some people believe that they should be able to do anything they want, make any decision they want. But yet, if it has impact on others, I agree with you on that, Diane. I'm, I'm maybe discussing that more later, may not, but I am appreciative that you brought that up. So thank you for that, Diane. Roger Keeley, a blast from my past. Great to hear from you, Roger. He says, freedom is experienced by those who have the courage to fight for it. Kind of goes back to what Mary says, freedom is never free. All right, my high school buddy. Tommy Manfredi added a little bit of, let's say, lightness to the topic. He said, freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Sorry for the singing there. And then I responded, yep, me and Bobby McGee. I actually think I posted that a while back. I was listening to that song from the early 70s. There was some kind of statement, some kind of lyric in that song. It says, freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. And I've actually thought about that some. I don't know how true that is. But cool lyric from a song. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Tommy, for that. And then he responded again. Couldn't help myself, so appreciate it. Uh, April Metzler 
she goes the spiritual route, which I appreciate because I do believe that the spiritual freedom is vital to the discussion around this topic. She says freedom is found in Jesus, and she gives a list of scriptures here. She doesn't give the actual scripture uh, context or the actual scripture text, but she says 2 Corinthians 3.17, John 8.36, Romans 6.22, Romans 8.2 and 21, Acts 13.39, Psalms 118.5, 119.45, and Galatians 5.1 and 13. So she gave a lot of good references there. I don't have my Bible to open up and reference those, but thanks for that, April. And I do agree that many people, followers of Christ, would say that freedom is the ability to follow and, and be in Christ. So thank you, April, for that. Debbie James, good friend down in Florida, says freedom is having choices. I love that. Love that simplicity of that. And uh, something I'm going to talk about in just a moment. Rebecca Hamilton, <laughs> this is a good segue into our next section because I think it's the last of the comments that I see here. I'm not going to jump over to Instagram or LinkedIn where I also posted this. I'm just going to hit these few on Facebook. Uh, Rebecca Hamilton said, freedom is elusive in this world. The interesting thing about that, Rebecca, I think many people, when we talk about democracies and, and, the, and the political structures that we have, Many people would claim that we are free. So I find it interesting and I'm in agreement that it is somewhat elusive because it's not necessarily just in the, um, the governmental structures or the democracy that we're in. There's a lot of other foundational principles to freedom. And that's cool that you bring that up because that's what I wanted to lead into next. So thanks for all of those that uh, responded and said some things on social media. That is very, uh, I actually love that dialogue. I am, I have been considering doing a live show of, uh, for some time now so that just, it wouldn't just be just reading comments and responding. I would actually love to have dialogue related to topics like this. Haven't quite got everything set up, but possibly in the near future we will have the ability and the, uh, the um, opportunity to have discussions like this live. We'll probably record them, make them available on YouTube and other places. But um, anyway, so I appreciate all the responses there. And I want to go back to something that I started in the beginning of this that the word freedom is kind of critical for when this podcast episode is dropping because it's um, dropping on July 4th, which is Independence Day. And Independence Day is a word that we throw around the word freedom a lot. I mean, it is it will be everywhere. There'll be a lot of flag waving. And in the United States, they'll be shooting fire fireworks and there'll be um, just a lot of stuff that goes on. And, and it will relate to the word freedom in many ways. But what I want to do is I want to take the next few minutes and I want to kind of go a little bit deeper. And a few folks brought it up in the comments that we read from social media. And that is that there are so many other aspects to freedom. And so when we're answering the question, what is freedom or freedom is, I think we have to look at various layers or levels of it. We've got spiritual, we've got physical, we've got financial, and we also have political. And so what I want to do is I actually made some notes and I sat down and I kind of listed out 
seven what I'm calling foundations to freedom or foundations of freedom. And I, I want to say this. I, I say this almost every time I do something like this. I do not believe that this is definitive. This is not Tim saying anything is absolute. I am open to being corrected. I am open to someone saying, yeah, I don't agree with that, or it might be a little bit different. But my mind just thinks in threes and sevens and twelves. And so when I sit down with a topic like this, I typically come up with seven things that just pop in my head. That's exactly what happened here. And I had them in a certain order, then I reordered them, then I made some notes. And so I am just going to share those. And i uh, love to get your comments, thoughts, feedback, because... I think that's where the dialogue gets fun with things like this. So these are seven what I'm calling foundations of freedom. Now, the first one is near and dear to my heart because most of you know that my wife and I, we do not have a geographic specific location. And so number one, I believe a foundation to freedom is that it is not specific to a country or to politics, or to even a geographic location. And I say that, especially on a day like today, is that I don't believe that the United States of America owns the, the concept of freedom. It's been around for a long time before our country. I think it will outlast our country. And I'm not in any way making light of the freedom that we celebrate but I'm saying that as Americans, we probably don't need to be so arrogant and say that we understand freedom. We do freedom. We have freedom more than anyone else. So this is Tim's words. We're better than you. <laughs> but uh, because we're not, there is freedom in other parts of the world. In fact, I'll just go ahead and share this a few years back when we were going through some very interesting times. My wife and I considered moving somewhere else. We, we lived in Australia, New Zealand for a little while. We've been, most of you probably know, we've been nomads and haven't been specific to one location since 2013. And we went over to Australia, New Zealand and said, hey, let's check it out. Maybe, you know, there could be some things that we like and enjoy over there. Great places, loved it, loved the people. But it did make us appreciate our country more and where we're from and 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 those things. So I I, I do just kind of want to say, kind of in the same breath, I'm talking out of kind of both sides of my mouth. I love our country. I so appreciate it. I am grateful for where I've been born and where I live. I think, you know, we've got a one in whatever chance of being born where you are. But I also want to say that, uh, that I, I don't want to be the guy that uh, claims <laughs> that America is the only place where freedom exists. So, and then I also want to add one other thing in this. This is a little bit of a different, I guess a different aspect. My wife and I noticed years ago, we lived outside the Atlanta area and I worked in Atlanta and then we had our own business. So, uh, so we had our own business for a while. And, and we noticed when we started putting our children in school that there are a lot of people that they felt limited in life because they believed their children, they had to live in a certain place, and then the, their children could only go to school in one geographic area. And, and we kind of felt the same way. We, our kids went to public school briefly, and then they went to uh, private school, and then we did something that changed everything for us. 
we started homeschooling. My wife was a real proponent of it. I was a little bit hesitant. But when we started homeschooling, it showed us that we did not have to live in a specific area so that our children could go to a specific school. Now, some people are probably going to argue with me and say, no, our kids need to go here. I, I just don't believe that. There's a certain degree of freedom to not believing that you have to live in one place. Now, if you're called to a place and you believe it's where you need to be and it's where your work is and all that, great. So be it. That's awesome. But I will tell you this. There are options and there are the, there's the ability to have the freedom to go other places, live other places, for your kids to go to school in other places. And there is freedom in that. So that was a big topic on my number one. It was like country. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of freedom outside of certain countries. I mean, probably even in places that wouldn't be considered uh, freedom from a democracy standpoint right now. I think someone could still have freedom. And also just wherever you live. I believe you could have flexibility and freedom and not have to be in one spot. And, of course, most of you know Kind of the odd thing about us is that we've kind of been nomads for a while. We kind of go where we want to go. As I'm recording this right now, we are spending the month in Colorado Springs, not in our RV, but an Airbnb because we have the freedom. I'm excited about this, the freedom to hang out where our second grandchild is being born. And uh, that is freedom to us. We appreciate that freedom and that flexibility. So I do want to say one other thing about this, and this is kind of venturing into probably some challenging areas, and that is the area of politics. I think that there, especially in the United States, definitely in other parts of the world, there are some thoughts that one political party or one political uh, dogma, I'm going to use that word, is more freedom-minded than the other or the other's. And and I probably am as guilty of thinking that as other people are, maybe even more so at times. And I am coming to the place where that whole political structure <laughs> is all about maybe limiting a lot of freedom. And so depending on which side of the aisle you're on, if you're in the United States, don't don't get caught up in thinking maybe that your side is more about freedom than the other. Uh, I think that's not what freedom is. So, uh, so little controversy there. I could go more, but let's jump on to number two. So number one, not specific to country or politics. Number two, this is important, kind of relates to that political one, not impacted. Freedom is not impacted by other people's opinions. In other words, we have the freedom to not allow what other people think about us to control us. And there's something that I didn't mention at the beginning that's really important when we talk about freedom. It's that word control. And I think Debbie James brought it up in the in the comments on social media. Is freedom for many of us has something to do with the ability to control our world, our space, what's going on in our lives, and not having someone else control it. And it's the ability to make decisions and for someone else to not try to control those decisions. So control is a big word here, and it really comes into play. It actually came into play in that first one that I mentioned with uh, the politics, geography, and things like that. But it really is impacted by what other people think about us and then us allowing what other people think to control us. 
Now, I'll tell you that all of us have a certain degree of this in our world. Social media really plays into it because, you know, we might do something, put up a post. Other people may comment positive or negative, and we allow both of those to impact what we think about ourselves. And we don't need to need we don't need to do that. It's it's important not to do that. I'm actually experiencing it. I've just released a book and and I know people are going to be reading it. And I know from the comments we're initially getting, a lot of people really love it. But I know that there's going to be a day that I go on to Amazon or something like that. And someone is probably going to make a comment that isn't very positive. I get it. Not excited about it. But I'm going to attempt to not allow that to control me, what other people think. So second thing, freedom is not allowing what other people think to control us. That leads into the third one, and that is freedom from emotional turmoil. I told you this was going to be a little bit of a different discussion on freedom. See, I think that often we allow our emotions to control us. And if we go back to that word control, if all of a sudden we're up and down, and this is kind of weird for me to be talking about this because many people in my family and around me tell me that I'm a pretty even keel, not very emotional. On my father's side of the family, they would have not been considered hyper-emotional people. But I think I want this to be a little bit deeper. I, I, I think we see in our culture, and this definitely relates to the second item that I brought up, other people, what they think of us, we allow that to impact our emotions and to seep into our soul. And when it does that, it will impact, you know, what we think about ourselves. It'll impact our emotions will be high, super high, and then maybe super low. We can experience depression. Just so many things can be impacted by allowing our emotions to control us. And when I say freedom from emotional turmoil, I'm not saying emotionless. That is not what I'm saying. I mean, we've recently experienced the birth of our second grandchild. And let me just tell you, the emotions are tremendous. It, there is joy. There is, you know, there was a little bit of apprehension as we were getting close to the birth and it was a few days late and all of that was going on. And it was incredible, and I love the emotion of looking into this six-and-a-half-pound little child that's just been born, little baby Isla. That's incredibly emotional for me. What I'm talking about here is not allowing negative emotions, uh, destructive emotions to control us. I think it robs us of the freedoms that we have the opportunity for in this life that we have. So freedom from emotional turmoil, that was my number three foundation. Let's go to number four. I think this is one that many people look at when we talk about freedom, and that is the freedom of time, the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Um, and, and there's a little more depth to this that I'll get into in just a moment, but I think this is starting to get into the freedom that we hear a lot of people talk about when they talk about the ability to do things. And, you know, I want to go where I want to go, when I want to go. I want to do the things I want to do. You know, we actually are going through it. This is another end of the spectrum family example. 
my wife's mother, she actually is in a has a health situation that she's experiencing that she really needs to go into an assisted living situation, but she lives by herself and she does not like the thought, I don't think any of us would, of the lack of freedom of not being able to what she want, do what she wants to do when she wants to do it because she knows when she goes to assisted living there'll be a time to eat that will will be done there'll be people that will be probably telling her what to do she doesn't like that and most of us do not like that and so there is the freedom of time i want to take this just a little bit deeper here though i think that there is freedom and this is something that i've been working on myself there's freedom when we're not burdened by by either the past or the future we're able to really operate in the present. And when I, when I wrap up at the end of this, I think that's going to make more sense. I'm going to talk about um, a situation related to that. So, so it's really interesting. There's a lot of people that they spend a lot of time. They lose a lot of their freedom because they live in the past. There are many people, I lean towards this more than others, and I think my wife does, that we're always planning and strategizing for the future. We think about the future, think about the future, and that's not always good either. What we really need to be doing is doing all that we can to live in the present, in the future. I believe there is extreme freedom to living right now, today. And I'm not going to go into this here, but my wife and I have been having this discussion lately about, for those that are of our spiritual belief, for those that are followers of Christ. This term eternal life, what does that really mean? You know, we look at our limitations of the time we have here on this earth, the the 50, the 70, the 90, the 120 years, whatever we have here, and we look at limits. You know, I've got to get this done by this period of time. And and I'm starting to think more, maybe it's my age or whatever, what is the freedom that we may have if we truly understand and wrap our heads around eternal life. And I'm not going to go into more detail there because truthfully, I don't think I grasp it or understand it. But I do think that when a lot of us talk about spiritual freedom and freedom from death and eternal life is what fits into that. Because if you're not concerned about death, there's a lot of freedom there. And I think that's a spiritual freedom that a lot of people talk about when we when we saw the responses earlier with the um, on social media, but time freedom, very important. Now, the next one, I think, relates to that, and that is clarity and meaning related to what our purpose in the world is. And, and let me unpack that just a little bit here, because I think many of us, they go, we go through life and we do things on a day-to-day basis, but we don't really understand where we fit in. We don't understand the bigger picture. And I'll talk about that more when we get to the last point. But, but I, I think any time we can gain clarity on what, this is a term that I use a lot, what my assignment is in God's kingdom, then I think there's freedom in that. I think there are times where we look at other people and we think we need to do what they're doing or I should do that and copy them. I think if we are really clear or at least more clear about who we are and what we're created to do, that that there's just a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of 
you know, I know what I like for, I'll give you an example. This is kind of a weird example. I know that Tim is not destined to be an NBA basketball player. I used to love basketball growing up, but I hit about 5'11", and that was it. And I wasn't super fast. I wasn't that great of a shooter. I didn't spend that much time in the gym to get great at it. And so that was not my purpose. There's a lot of freedom in knowing what we're destined to do, or at least what we're created to do as best we can, and kind of knowing what we're not supposed to do. Some people might say staying in your lane, and maybe that's it, but I just think there's a lot of freedom. It's a foundation of freedom to have some clarity and meaning meaning related to our purpose in the world. Okay, now, number six foundation of freedom is probably one that we hear about more than any other in this world, and it's that financial freedom or having the money or resources to do what you want to do. kind of relates back to the one we talked about earlier with time. Because I think many people, they may live in, let's just call it a free country like the United States. And let's just say we have freedoms that uh, people can do what they want to do. They have the freedom of speech, freedom to do certain things, assemble. We could kind of go through the freedoms that we... Uh, say that we have here in the United States. However, if they have no financial resources, it's very difficult for them to have food. It's very difficult for them to go places. It's very difficult for them to do what I said earlier, to maybe live somewhere different or to travel or go. And so that financial resource is very, very important. Now, we did address this in a recent episode where we talked about the addiction to more. And I think most people know that we've kind of lived a life where we've had incredible financial resources and then we have been in situations where we didn't. Oddly enough, we traveled more when we had almost nothing in our bank accounts than we have done when we had an abundance in our bank accounts. So I don't think it's entirely limiting to be able to go and do, but I do know that there's a burden that comes when we don't have those financial resources. So there's freedom there. So I do think that, that resources, I like to use the word resources instead of money. To have resources allows us to have a foundation of freedom. And so I think a lot of people need to kind of understand that it's not necessarily just money. It's just the um, ability. I, I'll go back to the to what I mentioned earlier. The resources we had was that we were house-sitting, and people were wanting us to come watch their homes. So we had places to stay. And I've said this before, they would often stock the fridge, and, and the wine cellar was full, and, and we got vehicles and gas cards to fill up with petrol. And, and we didn't have money, but we had the resources to go and live in New Zealand for three months, to live in Australia for six months. So, so, so financial resources or resources are also a foundation to freedom. The last one, number seven, and I don't know if this should have been the first one, should have been the last one. I don't think these are in any particular order, but this is the spiritual freedom. This is the knowing that there's something bigger in the world than just you and the freedom to say, what is my place in that bigger picture? The world doesn't revolve around me. And listen, Tim here, I've had to learn this. I believe everybody has to learn it, and I think it's better the quicker we learn it 
then it's just better for our soul because the longer it takes us, the more uh, struggle we go through uh, because there's always a bigger picture. And, and my belief system is that we have a creator, and that is God. God created us, and he created us for purpose, for reason. And like we talked about earlier, our real mission here is to step into that puzzle or that kingdom that he's created and identify what our assignment is. That is our purpose. And there is true freedom when we step into that. And someone mentioned it earlier. They, they said there's freedom through Jesus Christ. Our relationship with the Father comes through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And then that also gives us the ability to have eternal life because Jesus defeated death. And so therefore we can have that freedom that while our time on this earth may not be forever, that we will have time forever because of that. So that's pretty exciting. And there's a lot of freedom there. And listen, I know people listening in go, huh, I don't know that I fully grasp that. That's fine. That's cool. But I will say that the closer that as an individual we get to trying to understand that, the more freedom we have. And this is also what I really believe, that I believe that the closer we press into that spiritual freedom and attempt to understand it and get wisdom there and and seek it, then it seems as if these other items that I mentioned under the foundation of geography and not letting other people impact us and freedom from emotions and turmoil and, and resources, seems like for me, all of those seem to line up the more I focus on that number seven item there, which is the spiritual freedom. Maybe you've seen the same thing, maybe not. If you haven't, maybe it's something you can uh, test out. But those are the seven foundations that I wanted to list out here for this episode that we're going to be discussing freedom. And I wanted to finish this up with one thought. And I'm going to read this from a newsletter that I get every morning. It kind of keeps me up to date on news. I get some things from the New York Times, and then I read a few quick blurbs. And then I also have this newsletter called The Morning Brew. And I may try to get uh, our people that do our notes to put a link to The Morning Brew because it is a great, sometimes has a little bit of humor. They they basically bring together the headlines so that I can do a real quick review of news items in the morning. And a few weeks ago, this story was in there. And to me, this guy, I don't know a lot of his details. I don't know of his spiritual background. I just don't know a lot about him. But this, to me, almost defines freedom better than anything else I could say right now. So we're going to finish with this. And uh, this is the deal. This is a guy that was 100 years old, still 100, I believe. His name's Walter Orthman. And I'm just going to read this article. He's the Brazilian that recently set a Guinness World Record for spending his 84-year career at one single company. So I I want to say this to all the entrepreneurs the people that have been bouncing around different jobs, trying to find what you're supposed to do in your life, what what is your purpose in this world. This guy worked for one company for 84 years. And when I saw that, I went, I cannot imagine that. Well, listen to what he had to say here. They, This is his bio, sorry. At 15, Orthman started as a shipping assistant at the textile company Industrious Renault S.A., probably South America, I'm guessing. That was in 1938. 
the same year Hitler invaded Austria and the ballpoint pen was invented. Uh, eventually, he climbed the ladder to become a sales manager, and he stayed in that position ever since with no plans to retire. No plans to retire. Why? Here's what he told the Guinness Book of World Records when they asked the question. Listen to this. Tell me if this guy isn't living a life of freedom, even though he's been in the same job, probably same place, same location, 84 years. Quote, I don't do much planning, nor care much about tomorrow. All I care about is that tomorrow will be another day in which I will wake up, get up, exercise, and go to work. You need to get busy with the present, not the past or the future. Here and now is what counts. So let's go to work. So there you have it. Walter Orthman worked 84 years and, you know, he may have just taken everything that I said earlier and it may not even apply. But that's a guy, based on what he's saying, who's living a life of freedom. And so I hope wherever you are, if you're enjoying the day we celebrate freedom in the United States or during this month, hallelujah, celebrate it. If you're somewhere in other parts of the world, I am hopeful that you are able to experience freedom. And like I always uh, enjoy doing, if anyone has comments, questions, thoughts, I love to get those. I appreciate that. I do want to do one quick reminder before we finish up here. Reminder, my novel Coach is out and you can go get that anywhere. Coach, a story of success redefined. And I will tell you that a lot of elements of this discussion about freedom were injected into that novel, that story. So uh, go check that out if you haven't done that already. And I appreciate the conversation. Thanks for being here. Until next time, continue being all that you were created to be.